And it's Hashem, we are going to have Shir tomorrow night. So I want to have at least one night of Hanukkah. So the Yavanim shouldn't win. And then you'll be off till, uh, till Wednesday. Just remember to come back. So, Michael, if you can uh, just mention there is Shir tomorrow night. Maybe send out a separate email. There is Shir tomorrow night. There's no Shir Wednesday. And then uh, last, last night of Hanukkah is uh, Tuesday night, right? So we'll do a Shir next Wednesday. Nothing Monday, Tuesday, correct. And we hope to have Shir Sunday, the Navi Shir, depending if I'm around. I hope to be. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, let's confirm that before Shabbos as well. But uh, Mitzvah uh, if you could delay your first Masiba for another half hour, we will try to have Shir tomorrow night. And uh, Yaakov sent me right after the Shir. I didn't know this is a full article. It's quite fascinating. Leeches are used today. Leroy, this guy Biofarm. I want to give him free advertising. Maybe he'll uh, call up afterwards and uh, thank us. It's a good idea. 50,000 leeches a year. It's a lot of leeches. And it's used, it's a pellet. It's used to um, reattach ears and all sorts of swelling issues. The doctors have no clue how to do that. Fascinating. Uh, so uh, that's bloodletting in one form. Uh, the truth is we're going to get to, probably after Hanukkah, talk about when it's mutter for a child to bloodlet. This is already true as late as the um, 30s and 40s. <coughs> and then they say, it's a problem, maybe leeches is more dera grama. And they have a whole separate truth about leeches. So it was very much in use and it's making, or has made a comeback. So, Leilani, we shouldn't need it. That's quite fascinating. What you have in front of you, we're in the middle of a Bach uh, by the tour, but I want to get to that idea later tonight or tomorrow because... While Vayeshev is still fresh in our mind, I want to show you something very pelvic in Hilchis Kibbet of Aim. I wouldn't have noticed this, but Baruch Hashem, we have many good listeners and Tamidim who send in all sorts of interesting questions, and this is uh, from a young man who we hear a lot from. I mentioned his name. The Tevai bumped into his father a couple of weeks ago. His name is Avramizan, from Queens. Probably know uh, grew up in it. So, um, he sent in uh, Shaili yesterday. He saw it in the parsha, but he's also listening to Akiba of Aim. He said, there's a Baal term over here that reads like a Medjish Plia, and if I can explain to him Pshat. So I looked at it, examined it, and I think I came up with a Pshat, which is powerful for Akiba of Aim, very important for the Sugya. And the Hagdama you need, if you look at page one, just have the Pasuk here from Vayishlach, which is sound familiar. Uh, after the yeah, Tupsukim, one I didn't copy. What happened after Esav and Yaakov made up temporarily, and then Esav said, "Can we walk together?" And he said, "No, I don't want to push, push the kids and the uh, and the sheep too far," and which was an excuse. He didn't want to spend time with him, and he certainly want to team up with him. And as we explained, I think over Shabbos, uh, Esav's Havamina that he's still holding on to is that he's an heir to this. Family and he deserves to be in, and he hoped if he could blend with Yaakov, maybe we could strike up the Yisachas Volan as was the original Havmini Yisachavinu. And he was interested really in working on it. The only problem is he wasn't interested in working on his Ruchnius. So even if he had a Havamina to be able to join now, it was too little, too late until he did the Shuvah, which he wasn't really interested in doing. So Yaakovina wasn't interested in the uh, bad influence, and he said, It's all right, uh, we'll walk slowly, I'll see you manana. And uh, that meant like Alu Moshe and Mahatia and Sparish very tomorrow, like. It ends up being a, well, a few thousand years already, and it's coming soon, hopefully. And the Pasuk there says, Yasha Be'amu'esav, Ludarka, Seirah. So, if you just read that Pasuk, 
What would you say? Where did Esav go? Pasuk says he went to Arsayer. The only problem is, I didn't even get to the Baal term yet. Look at the Pasuk in front of you. Later on the Yishlach, it says, top line, was enough room for the both of them in Eretz Canaan. And then he just left and went to Harseir. I might even talk about that. That's, so what was he? It sounds like he got to go now retrofit and say that Asa was just going to, he had a colony there, or that was a summer home, winter home, whatever it was. He was going to Harseir, but he basically lived not only in Eretz Canaan, he lived with Yitzchak, his father, per his sheet of keep it off. And then Yaakov came home. And now the Pusik says that after a while, Esav left. Why? Rashi and Zion. Lahaspik mir, lebehemish, lebehem. Pashup shad is, wasn't enough room for the both men. They're both very wealthy. had a lot of behemoths. Medrash ha-godob, ne-yakov achiv. Why did he really leave? What was his intention? Very deep. What happened? He made a cheshpin. Ne-yishtar chayv ha-gazeris ki ger yezarachot. He knew, Esav knew, Yaakov knew, everybody knew that there is a pending Zera. They're going to be foreigners in a land. This Gulf Mitzrayim is coming. They didn't know exactly who was Mitzrayim yet, but something coming, and Esav wasn't interested, just like he wasn't interested in the Avod and anything else that required some effort. Hamutal Azar Sheyitzchok, Amar Eilech Limikan, Eim Lichelech Loi, Matana Shinasan Lars. I'm not interested in a Chelech of Israel. I'm not getting a Chelech because I'm not really. In it because I didn't get the brachas, even though he wants to be in it, still wants to be in it. Lo piran star, so I don't want to pay the star, and therefore I'm leaving. Let him go to Gullus and then go to Israel. I'm not interested. And the Rashi has another pshat, which we spoke about. He had a busha before, but now he's really out of bizayim because he saw Yaakovino got olam for what he needed for his olam haba, and he gets olam haba, and he lost on both accounts, and it was a bad deal. It was very embarrassing, so he left. Rashi doesn't explain, so if it's embarrassing, why did he leave now? He should have gone to Sayer when it says he did and never come back, but he didn't do that. So, something going on. What, what set in now? And it sounds like he was there back home, and it sounds like Yaakovino came and settled there. The reason I had to go back and discover this is because I was trying to answer up what Taka reads like a pelvic term. Take a look at the next page. This is so fascinating. If we were holding in seven sugyas later in five years, I'd go back to this. But it happens to be not gay to keep it a vein. So there are two ball terms here. One, uh, take a look at three, I think I bracketed, four lines down the ball term. So it says, the beginning of Ayeshev. So this we just had. So it says, uh, he lived there. Eretz Megarei Aviv. So the ball term points out Mugarei Beis B'Meseira. We find this Lashon twice in Tanakh. Hacha, that Yaakov lived, Eretz Mugarei Aviv. Vidach Mugarei El which is a very frightening passing. Yecheskel talks about the punishments that are coming to Klayasol, it's not a Chorban. And Mugarei is Lashon, the, the throngs, the people that lived in the area coming with their sword. Afa Pij, Avale Mugarei El so the tour. The more you see, the Torah is very brief. Got to read it very slowly. The Torah reads into this. Remember, just like the Torah connects letters and gamachias, and it connects phrases, it only appears twice. And what's going on over here is that Yaakov came home to a very hostile 
very unfriendly atmosphere, even though he just made up with Esau, but Esau uh, had a momentary point, a one-shot overflow of brotherly love. That's what Rashi says. Uh, normally Esau's son is Yaakov, and here, an Imkarachamov. It didn't last that long, which Yaakov is concerned about. It would have been better, as the Pesach says, Yaakov says, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow, next day, whatever, don't wait for me, I'll catch up. And he went to Harsay, and we never heard from him again. But if you go back and read the Pesach we started with tonight, it doesn't say that. It says that Esau was living in Eretz Canaan. And the Torah says, not only was he living in Eretz Canaan, he was living where he was living the whole time and Yaakov wasn't there. And that is in the compound of Yitzchak Avinu, doing Kibarav. Yaakov here feels he's walking into a lion's den. Yitzchak is there with his whole entourage and all his cohorts and his generals and everything. He's living there. Very uncomfortable, perhaps dangerous. So the term says, indeed it was, and like the Pasuk Yecheskel says, even though he's walking into a whole clan with swords and they use them, he still came home. Torah is alluding to something which, fascinating, like there was a Havamina, maybe not, which I'll get to. How did he handle it, Taka? The few days, weeks, months that Asa was there with him, you meet a large group of dogs and they're hungry and they have teeth. What do you do? They want to bite them. You sit down among them. So how do you make friends? You make friends. You bring meat with them. You throw them some meat. You, you throw them some doggy bones. Yeah, whatever. You, you figure it out. And Yaakov didn't figure it out because we know that Esau didn't try to hurt anybody even though it was a strong shash that he would. As the Major says, his generals disappeared when he showed up at Yaakov the first time, and apparently they regrouped, and they were all living there in the compound. So Yaakov comes with his young family, and Esau is there with all his generals, and uh, uh, I don't know, picture uh, Genghis Khan, or p- pick your ruthless tyrant, I don't know, throughout history. Uh, there were 400 of them, and Esau, you have a lot to pick from. Esau is there with them all, and Yaakov is living in the same area. That's tour number one. It gets, it gets better. What? No, he sent his first comeback there. He knew Asa was still angry. He wanted to test the ground and to send out balloons and test to see what the reaction is going to be. And it was pretty frightening. He's prepared for Darren and Muhammad and Tfilin thought Asa was going to kill him. And he was asking Kosh Baruch if somebody should survive. And at that moment, he didn't kill him. And then he was going to Harsayer. I'm not sure why. Check out the uh, farmland over there. He had something doing there already. And he's going to leave again, but he clearly came back home. And the Balturim, as soon as that double push out, you have to look back at the Psukim to see. Once you see the Psukim, it's clear. He, he left a second time, so obviously he came back and he was living there. It gets more mysterious. Skip down to the next line. Yeshiv Yaakov, Beretz Megurei Aviv, Gamatria, that equals Yeshiv Lakaya Mitzvah's Kibud. Came back to do Kibbut Avim. I'm not even going to start explaining this gematria because if you just count up the letters, it doesn't work. But the Balaturim works like many gematrias with a lot of um, kailos and hekif. You have to know how to fit it in, but it works. Balaturim says it obviously works. So here we have now Meshiyaka Beres Megrei Aviv equals Veishev Lekayim Mitzvah Kibbut. That's the only reason he came back. Already, so that's a mysterious point number two. Amar. Yaakovina said, Well, I was gone. Look at all the power, dominion, wealth he has, all this covet, all for the Kibbutz, which is true. Many Chazal said, but Yaakov is commenting. He has all this covet. Yaakovina not just didn't covet, but he does need the Kalim. He says, Well, he has a tremendous chus over here. Continue. This fits together like a puzzle. Magure. So don't look in our safe for this, necessarily. But there were 
obviously Svarim that had this. Uh, Megure, the Baal term says, has a Yud Kfufa. It's not the first one. The Baal term points this out a little bit earlier in the price as well. A different one. Oddly enough, interestingly enough, by Katenti, also has a Yud Kfufa. So, it's not the first time he talks about such a letter. And I saw four or five pictures of what a Yud Kfufa looks like. But this picture of Yud that's more Kafa either is Kafa of Nian, Kafa, but they're different versions. Kenin Chaf, his description of it. Amar Masha Zacha Esav, again, focus on this Kibra Vayim. Masha Zacha Esav, we'll call it Kavra Zeb, Eschara Kibud. Afal Pi, Shevacheni, Abba, but Yud Brochas, even though Yaakov says, I got the Brochas and I had Yud Brochas. I had to send you things just to get myself out of danger. So even though I'm the one with the brachas, but he's the one with the kibbutz of aim, and he's a potent force because of it. Haraya, look how much I had to spend on the bribery, how many billions of dollars. So therefore, you ready for this? You're all sitting down. Therefore, after all this, he repeats twice. Yaakov says he really has a lot of power for this kibbutz of aim, and it was dangerous. Yaakov I mean, wasn't just the power, he just was bothered that Esav had it because he was dangerous. And he was there in the compound, they're all living as one a happy or unhappy family <coughs> in Eretz Canaan. And the tour before quote, quoted the Mushal like he's sitting among hungry dogs with sharp teeth. So the end line is Eilof v'okuf atzmi. This is like the Yud Kofuf. Okuf atzmi v'achabed is avi b'chevron. I'm gonna go home and stay home. Don't my father and Chavah, I'm going to do Kibbut Avayim also. Al-Kavatzmi. So I'm probably going to like, Al-Kavatzmi has to force himself to do Kibbut Avayim. And this is not just the Baal term, because the Mepharshim question, why did he tarry 18 months in Sukkot? And I talk, I saw somebody once mention, now putting it all together, mention something about perhaps he didn't want to go home so quickly. It looks like he didn't want to come so quickly, and there must have been a reason he was punished for it, but, but he had a cheshman. What, what was the debate over here? He was gone for so long. <laughs> I think this Baal term is answered by the first one. And that is that uh, most mitzvahs are not Yaravayavar. <coughs> we have Gimel Averis Achamurus and Kibbut Avayim, despite this incredible Olgasugi, Olchair is not one of them. And Yaakovinu was very, very nervous about even coming there to Israel with Esav around, and he barely got out of it alive. And these similar flows with the Malach and with the Malach beating up Esav. And he knew that Esav was fickle, he would change his mind. And then he hears, or he knew the whole time, Esav's going back to check on the farmer on the bungalow colony in Harseya, but he loses it. It's Kanan for now. And now he's supposed to go home to boot. And there's a bigger issue over here. Forget living in close proximity. The sore point between Esav and Yaakov was all about to keep it off. Because Esav had serious tightness. I'm the one that did keep it off all the time. I was so good at it. And I'm supposed to get the brachas, and you stole them. And to show how from I am, when you're gone for 20 years, who's taking care of Tatiya Mami? Me. All of a sudden, you're back. You're back, and you're here, and you're going to show me how to do keep it of aim. Very toxic, volatile situation. So the Torah is alluding to a decision that Yaakov to struggle with. Should I be going home when he's there? Should I be going home at all? Should I be waiting around till he cools off more? Sounds like that's what was going on in Sukkot among many other things. And he was undecided because halachically he's not Yehar Vayavr. So the Torah says, yeah, that's why it's a Ramez with the Yud Kofuf. 
is that he had to bend himself to push himself to go home anyway, come what? And do keep it of aim, because that's the right thing to do, be keep it of aim, even though it's not Yavayavar, even if it's all dangerous, you gotta do it. And he did it, and he said, the reason I have to do it is because the problem keeps coming to the fact that Esau has the power, and if he keeps getting the schuz and I'm not there, that's not good for anybody. So he went home and he forced himself to do keep it of aim. Is that a ball term or is that a ball term? And that answers up why Esau left afterwards and he said, I'm getting out of here because this is embarrassing because now Yaakov is back and it shows that he's really doing keep it up and well, his mother wasn't alive anymore and, and I'm doing it, one second, I'm doing it uh, out of uh, hope that maybe I'll still get some brachos and matzah betzida. It's getting embarrassing. He's much firmer than I am and I can't put the trade on anymore. And I lost the brachos and he's outdoing me in the keep it up and I'm out of here. And that's why he left. So, one second, let me just finish the thoughts. So, I think you see over here that uh, despite the pachad and the fear, which is real, both the presence of Esau and his alufos and his cohorts and his generals, and the fact that Esau is going to get very jealous again on the same point that keeps coming up and over again, oh, you're here to do keep it up. I was doing that for many years. It didn't do much for me. So Yaakovina had a very strong hapamina that maybe it's not a good time to go home now, which explains why it took so long. He got punished for it because of his madrega. He should have done it quick, but you have to understand what the Havamina was. So, the parallel to this is I'm not saying a chidge, therefore, we now have four of Eris Chamuris, Gilabash, Fichazan, Vodazar, and Kibbutzavay. I'm not going to say that. We don't, but Kibbutzavay, you see, is put on a pedestal. You have to do something slightly more dangerous to be Mesa Nefesh for the Kibbutzavay. <laughs> and the Rail Dover is in the same parsha, Yasef. Was called by his father, go check on your brother. He says he nanny and he went, knowing full well this is a dangerous proposition. Did not know how dangerous, or else he wouldn't have gone. I don't think commit suicide. But it was dangerous. And Yaakovina didn't know how dangerous it was, or else he wouldn't have sent him. And he went anyway. And that the Mafarsham do point out. You see that he was willing to put himself in harm's way to be able to do keep it of aim to an extent. It's a pretty powerful lesson, but I think that's a possible shot in the Bala term. Yes? I guess the decision is delicate. What's what's the was tight and, and was tight and the end of the day he understood that the Prakash Baruch was saved him the first time when he met Yasef when he met Esau he'll save him the second time and he did and Esau left so all's well that ends well so, so why is but there was a struggle why is that force? he had to force because it was not an easy thing to do he was putting his whole family in Sakana putting himself in Sakana this was dangerous and and uh, his heart was in his uh, was in his lap or whatever the expression is just like it was the beginning of Parsh Vaishlach because it was a very dangerous situation. Anyway, I think uh, it's certainly a possible shot. It answers up a lot of Tukim and a lot of what, uh, what happened on the scenes, and it gives you a new insight into keep it up aim. Again, if it's really dangerous, you don't do any mitzvah except the Gimel Abbas or Shasa Shmat. But uh, some people who say, you know, my parents need this, and that, uh, we don't want to go overboard and, uh, and uh, you know, put ourselves in any danger. I've had the Shiloh Lamaisa. That's why, besides the. Um, I have to think about the Pshat and the Torah, which I'm excited about, but the Torah is giving us, I think, a very important insight. This is Nogea Lamaisa. I've had people in the last few months, and somebody uh, asked me about going back to visit his mother. So I said, why would you want to visit your mother? He says, you know, uh, the plane flight and, uh, you know, traveling, Sakana. I don't understand what in the world he was talking about. Some people are afraid of flying. So I thought maybe... So I said, no, statistically, it's pretty safe. He said, you know, we bench Gaima. I said, I know that. Some people do. Most people do. But it's pretty safe. And then he says, yeah, but where she lives, so I don't know if she lives. There's some yid living in parts of New York. And I don't know what to think. I says, where does she live? He said, Iran. I said, okay, now I understood the Shiloh. And that's not so pushy. They always let people in. 
It's the exit that sometimes is difficult. That was not Toshit, but that's this how much uh, how much do you have to go out on a limb? So that's a different schmooze what the answer to that question was. So let's go back to the Bach. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to get, yes? When Yaakov Rabinu said that Asa, you go ahead, I'll be following you. So it wasn't a Toshit. Oh, it was. That's like lying with Nadak Yishalom. But they landed up in the same place. That's what I don't have. I, I'm sure if I would start searching, somebody probably comments on this, but we have two very Shepsukim. One said that Asa went back to Harsayer after their first meeting, and then it says he left a second time, the end of the Parsha. You don't need the Baal term for this part. I just forced me to go back and start examining what is the Baal term. It's assuming the Parsha. He was living there with his whole entourage. And that's talking dangerous. And the whole muscle with the dogs and they're hungry and they're biting. So, Asa, Asa went out with so either he had some factory there, some farms, or some of his relatives, or some, or he was thinking of moving there because he saw what was coming and then he did move there. So he, so. Left, he left the went to meet Yaakov. And then he went to meet him, or, or, or he was, you know, gone. Again, we had a summer home there. We're talking about a very wealthy, powerful person, and there are people like that who have homes in Paris and in different places, you know. So he was starting to develop Harisayer, probably a developer, among other things. And, um, but he was still claiming, to know, who's been here for 22 years taking care of our parents? So all of a sudden, Yaakov's going to walk in and say, oh, thank you, oh, now, now you're here, very nice. And, and now you're going to be the one to keep it up. This is a very dangerous, so, so, so uh, like, I have all the things to pick on, what? So then if they left, and Yaakov was never living there at the same time as Asa. But he was, because it says that they were living so close, they didn't have enough room for all their cattle. That's what the Pusik says. You can't get out. I said, the Baal term just forces us to look back at the Pesukim, but that's not the Baal term. It's Kiddush. Baal term assumes the Pusik says that Esau now left because the Pusik didn't have enough room. That means they were living in very close proximity. They weren't 20 miles apart. So they did land up together. Yes. In a very dangerous situation. That's what it says. Yaakov says, I'm going to force myself to do it anyway because Kibbutz Avim is that important. And I'm going to do it. And I can't give him this chus. And I need this chus. And, and my father wants me there anyway. And I'm going to do it even though it's dangerous. That's what comes out. Now, how dangerous is the difference, Booth? But it was dangerous and he survived. That's what I think that maybe there's another mahalach in the Baal term. But uh, if you put these two together, I think that's what he's getting at. We have just a few minutes left, so I will just do a quick recap on last week's introduction to the Bachlekes, the uh, Shainam had to learn the Gemara, and then tomorrow we will see it inside again. If you recall, we had a Bachlekes, well, it might be a Bachlekes. We had two Shittas, Shnaim Shem Arba, in the Gemara Sanhedrin. If a parent needs medical help, what do you do? It's the first two Shittas said, what do you mean, what do you do? You help them. It's a mitzvah, the Reisah, the Kamechas, Kibbutz, and you do what you have to do. Mutu Legamre. Next two Shittas. Don't quote the Meshitas. They say a report that he didn't let his son take out a splinter and he didn't let his son take out a, open up a, a pus pimple to drain it and he didn't let... So, is it a machlekes or not? So, Beis brings down that the riff, his opinions, the riff and the rush, just quote the Gemara, Ben Mashiach is dumb, can he bloodlet? With leeches or without? We'll get to that, back to that later. And the Gemara just, and the riff and the, and the rush, they jumped to the Maskana, the Asikna, the answer is, he didn't let his son do it. And the Beis learns they mean that it's Usr, we pass like the last two Shittas. The Torah brings the Ramam, almost verbatim, and the Ramam says if there's somebody else to do it, let him do it. If the father asked the son, the son didn't know that, and he did it anyway, he's Potter. And if nobody else, and the father and Tsar, the son should do it. The Torah doesn't quote any dissenting opinions. And the Beis says, well, the Rosh and the Rif, two out of three of his primary Rishanim, who he 
leans on for the Beis of the Shonar, Paskin, it's Osir, and the Beis himself, the Shitasa in the Machaber, will Paskin, it's Osir, no if ands a bus, and doesn't quote any Shita, Ika Acha, Leka Acha, there's somebody else there, he just says Osir. The Bach doesn't understand it. He says, why would the tour quote this without mention of the other Shitas, especially if the dissenting opinion is his father? So you don't want to quote your father and argue, so quote, quote the riff, but if you quote somebody, it doesn't quote anybody, it just says the Dabba Pasha. So Bach learns one of two ways, one of which we saw inside already. He says he thinks that there was no Shaila in the Gemara if there's nobody else and a father's in pain, you could do it. And all the Rishonim agreed to that. The only Machlekes was, if there is somebody else, what's the, and you want to do it, what's the, is there an issue? So the first sheet uh, said, well, uh, we don't see any issue at all. And the second sheet is held, there's an issue to draw bottom because you might cut too much. What? Which, the first sheet or the second sheet? First shita, first shita holds they could, so maybe they shouldn't. Why not? If, if a doctor does it, he gets a mitzvah to the If a son does it, he gets a mitzvah to the and he gets to keep it away. Why not? Should, should. I believe it should. And second shita says you shouldn't if it's somebody else who's just as capable and he's nearby. You don't have to wait so long. And maybe it's free or the same price, and we'll get to that later. And um, that's the machlekes. That's a much... Uh, the Beis is learning a much wider machlekes. The Bacha is learning is a shayla is there in his door and we pass in there is, and that's why the Amal will say if there's somebody else, let him do it. If there's nobody else, and he's in pain, you do it. And he says there shouldn't be a machlekes v'shenim over here in that regard. Even though the Machaber, you can't say that's not the Machaber because the Beis tells you what he means, and he holds son can never do it. But the Bach says he doesn't understand. He thinks the Amal will just read all the v'shenim agree. The second shot will be, which we'll see tomorrow night, is a slight. Uh, Deviation of that is that he holds that, again, everybody holds if there's nobody else, mutter and mitzvah. And if there is somebody else, first shita said, still a mitzvah, you should grab the mitzvah, you're the child. And the second shita says, amidus chasidus, not even his drabon. Not to do it because he might cut too much. And the Bach's going to bring a raya and look at Lashon and Gemara. They don't quote a second shita as usr. They just quote a maizah shayi, you don't let his son do it. So interesting Lashon for a shita that holds his usr. So the Bach says you can even learn they held it wasn't even his Durabanon. And, and that, that was the Machlech, because there's even Amidus Chasidus. Mitzvah Shem will pick up on that tomorrow night, and then we'll see the Machab Durabanon, and then we'll go into the details.